welcome to the Pirate Monk Podcast. Yes, it is true. We are back. We are here uh, on a very sleepy Thursday morning through the miracle of the worldwide interweb. Uh, I'm your host, Nate Larkin, here with uh, the co-host with the most and the guy who actually is the star and uh, the brains behind the whole thing, Aaron Porter on the left coast. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the aggrandizement uh, early in the morning. Yeah. I appreciate it. I always need that. That's good. Well, yeah, it's better than a shot of whiskey. I think it's seven o'clock in the morning for you. And uh, also here, uh, my traveling companion on a road trip, uh, Tom Mocha, Dr. Tom Mocha, the CEO of the newly formed Samson House nonprofit. Hey, Tom. Hey, Nate. Oh, <laughs> And we are in Jackson, Mississippi, the uh, capital of the great state of Mississippi, uh, staying in uh, the home of the man behind Samson Society here in Jackson, uh, a wonderful uh, therapist and a very colorful, interesting man named Don Waller. Hey, Don. Hey, Nate. And uh, his lovely wife, Yanni, has just fed us a fantastic breakfast. His very impressive son, Don Jr., is headed off to school, and uh, we're here at the house about to have uh, a conversation to share with our friends around the country. I'm, d- I'm distracted right now, Tom. What? I got I to ask, has anyone, <laughs> oh, no. has, has anyone <laughs> tried to market Dr. Mocha as like something you could sell, like a machine <laughs> that makes these amazing drinks? Watch out, Dr. Pepper. Here I come. <laughs> I would buy a Dr. Mocha. I like a good mocha. <laughs> I like that. And, and I, I like can't that. get that out of my head now. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> Poor Great. Don, you... I barely even heard your introduction because I just kept thinking, what would the Dr. Mocha machine look like? <laughs> <laughs> there goes my opportunity to monetize that. You just gave somebody else a good idea. God, I'm sorry. I forget when we're recording. It's just... Uh... <laughs> So how well, what what have you guys been doing there? I I haven't heard about this trip. You're on a road trip. Everybody's having fun except me. So what's <laughs> what do you what's happening here? Well, uh, uh, Tom and I are out. We're we're visiting a few Samson groups, just kind of getting acquainted, and uh, especially we're going to places where there's a hot spot of Samson activity to find out what people are doing uh, right. Kind of trying to figure out best practices. Where Samson is thriving, why is it thriving? And so one of the places we definitely wanted to come was Jackson, Mississippi, where there are four groups now, and uh, plans for more is just blossoming. And uh, so, uh, so that's where we were last night, attended a great meeting that I'm going to want to talk about. Then uh, we're going to drive today farther south to L.A., uh, lower Alabama, <laughs> Andalusia, Alabama, to meet with some iron sharpeners, irons guys, and uh, I'll speak at event down there. And then next Monday, uh, when the uh, full solar eclipse happens in Nashville for the first time in more than 500 years, uh, Tom and I and another fellow (laughs) named Keith Melton will miss it because we will be on a plane headed to Minneapolis to meet some more Samson guys there. We're looking to hang with, uh, because that's another hotspot of activity. And uh, and then there's another trip later uh, later in the month to Denver. So anyway, lots of cool stuff that's, going on. That's awesome. I'm going to start introducing everything I do with things I'm also not doing. Like the Olympics <laughs> are being held this week there. And yeah. while I'm not there, I will be 
that's it's classic. Just, it's <laughs> just insane. I mean, like the one day we picked to make that trip. Yeah. Yeah. And really the only realistic day to go is the day of the once in 500 year event. Everybody's so, talking about people are coming from all over the world to Nashville and we're flying out two hours before it happens. Well, is Nashville like just the only spot the eclipse is? It's happening? one of the, it's one of the few urban centers in America that will be uh, directly in the path of the full, full eclipse. So okay. Jackson hole, uh, 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 Nashville, Charlottesville, I guess, uh, is going to not, uh, no, Charlotte, where is it? There's another, there's another Southern city, but so, mostly the path of that eclipse will go over sparsely populated areas. So are we just out in California? We're already yeah. in the dark. So the eclipse just isn't happening here. <laughs> You'll see a partial. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. The, the thing is that in Nashville, uh, a lot of people, uh, on lower broad at the honky tonks, will think it's happening, whether it is or not. <laughs> but that's but that's just a blackout, and it's, there's, there's a difference. I I still remember I was at Nate's house, and he was gone. Um, and one Saturday, I got up. I thought, I got to work. So I'll, I'll go find a coffee shop just in downtown Nashville. And evidently, I'd never been there on a Saturday. I guess we always go in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. I couldn't find a coffee shop, but every honky tonk was open and people were drinking their Bud Light. I'm like, right. what? what in the world? This is the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And live music. And a lot of live music. Yeah, in every yeah. venue. It was uh, it was an experience. So all out-of-towners do go early in the morning just to experience a strange mixture of music, culture, and alcoholism in downtown Nashville. <laughs> so what did you learn about why, why are there four Samson groups in one city? Are they all coming from one church uh, or how well, does this happen? Well, if you peel back the layers behind all of them, you're going to find one man and his name is Don Waller. Oh, we got to get him on the show. <laughs> uh I came through Jackson five years ago with Newton Dominey and Jack Frost in a road trip. It's my only other time I've been here, and I did speak at a church. I mentioned it, and I couldn't remember what church. I mentioned last night to Don that I'd been here, and he remembered because he said uh, he was there. And it was, I don't know whether you'd already started Samson by then, Don, or was it about that time that you got rolling? It was about that time that we had started because it'll be our five-year anniversary next month. Okay. Now, so, Don, Don's a man who grew up in Jackson. We're not too far from the state house. His father was once the governor, as a matter of fact. Uh, he began his career in the oil and gas business, but felt a call to ministry specifically to counseling ministry. How long have you been doing counseling, Don? Ten years. Wow. And uh, what was it about Samson that, that drew your attention? Well, I've always had a desire to come alongside men and uh, encourage them in their fatherhood and their husband. And as a man, what, what does that look like as far as biblically speaking? So I've always looked for a tool to be able to come alongside that. And, and when Samson uh, was made available and I was introduced to that, I felt like this was by far the best um, tool I found to come alongside men and encourage them in their um, walk with the Lord. Mm. And uh, it, did, it didn't exactly catch fire immediately, did it? 
Well, I, you know, I'd already been doing groups, so I'd already had a, um, say, a half a dozen men meeting, doing book studies and stuff. And so I was, um, but it, it did take a little while, but not long. Once you find the guys that, that fit that need for, um, sexual brokenness or a need for a community, I think was really what stood out to me that the guys could, could, could be authentic, could be real and yet be accepted and, uh, and affirmed and loved. All right. So yeah. you said once you found those guys, which that's, that sounds like an important sentence. How did you find those guys? Well, part of it came through my counseling ministry and uh, counseling practice, I guess, would be a better word for that. And when you found out that uh, pornography or sexual addiction was part of their struggle, then it was a, a ready-made uh, member for my group. Okay. Because I, I think, Nate, we've talked about this before with people have a desire to start a meeting. And so they get a location. Okay, we're set. Uh, we've, we've got the format. But then how do you get people to come? And it seems like pretty consistently it starts with a person who knows at least four or five other people that they're inviting in that are a good fit for that. Yeah. Like there has to be, there has to be someone. It doesn't even have to be the person that starts the group. It can be a friend of theirs that they know, man, this person just hangs out with a lot of people. They know a lot of people. Um, but that, that statement of finding the people, I think is such an important first step. And there's probably a number of different ways that that can be done. I don't know. What, what do you think, Nate? Cause sometimes I think people get discouraged if they don't understand this piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really helps to be able to uh, get buy-in and this point, you know, in this case, Samson got first person buy-in with, I mean, the man at the center of the storm, you get buy-in with folks who are crisis counselors who get calls when, uh, when the shit hits the fan. And so that'll be pastors, that'll be counselors. Uh, and if you can let them know that the, this resource is available, uh, you'll start to get referrals. We get an awful lot of guys in our local Samson group in Franklin who uh, are referred sometimes by a friend, but very often by a pastor or a therapist. And uh, in the Christian counseling community, by and large, Samson is building a really uh, a good reputation. And uh, yeah. Okay, so that's one door in, but yeah. this doesn't have to be a bunch of guys who are addicted to pornography. No. It can just be, I know, five to ten guys that might want to just get together on a regular basis and have a purposeful meeting time and a set meeting after the meeting, relational yeah. time. That's okay, too. Oh, sure, absolutely. It, I, I think Don hit it when he said it's, it's guys who need community. It's isolated guys. Right. Now, addicts especially sex addicts are almost by definition isolated. You have to isolate in order to do that behavior. But there are other people who are uh, emotionally and socially isolated who've, who've separated themselves, whose who's prim who's primary problem isn't sexual. But there's another built-in problem. Find, yeah, find, 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 <laughs> they can't find them. They're isolated and yeah. they're in the middle of isolation. So the last thing they feel yeah. they want to do is yeah. uh, hang out with a bunch of guys. So what's, what's the bait you put on that hook? 
well, I will tell you this. One of the perfect ways to get those, reach those guys, and the avenue has not been open, but we're about to open. We're building the on-ramp now, and it's going to open soon. A lot of those guys, their only community is quasi-community. They're interacting to the, uh, with the world through their phone or their tablet or their laptop. Uh, and soon, they're actually going to be able to attend a meeting, their first meeting. They'll make it easier without leaving the house. Because Nate is going to come to your house in his pajamas, <laughs> snuggle up to you, yeah, yeah. and start I, with the charter. I'll tell you what, talk about community. Last night, we had such a great time at this meeting at First Baptist Church, Jackson. Uh, uh, Tom, I'd love for you to talk about kind of the esprit de corps. I, I couldn't tell whether I was in the locker room at a football uh, yeah. halftime at a football game, uh, whether this was a Marine boot camp or whether it was a Samson meeting. Talk about that. Oh, it was delightful. Uh, we had, I don't know, there, there were uh, down, what was it, 30, 32 men there. Right. Um, and uh, they clearly enjoyed being together. It was, it was a, a pleasure, really a delight to, be in their company, and uh, they made Nate and I feel very welcome. Uh, I like what Don. I like what you did. You just you just ran a, a regular meeting, and we got to uh, to be participants. Uh, I think at the at the very beginning, maybe the most memorable moment was that uh, when we were starting with uh, the introduction, the welcome, and uh, and. Don was, was acting as host, and he gets to the point where he says, we are also natural born, and everybody jumped in and said, loners. And we have, we have recognized the dangers of isolation. We are determined to escape them. Natural born wanderers. <laughs> it was just everybody, everybody jumped in, and it really did. That's where it sounded kind of like a marine boot camp, you know, yeah. because everybody with a – also profundo uh jumped in and and uh basically yeah. confessed we're loners we're wanderers we're liars we're judges we're strong men and wow yeah it was <laughs> yeah you yeah you wanted to <laughs> <laughs> it was really uh delightful uh just to see that kind of enthusiasm and and to participate with it and and the evening went on from there with with a lot of gusto men shared uh, readily, honestly, tremendous amount of transparency and authenticity. Um, even with that many men in the room, um, we broke out into, into three groups and, and, um, at least the group I was in was, was very special, very special. And you could tell, um, men were glad to be there and, and there was a lot of support for one another. And I appreciate the hard work you've done, Don. Thank you. I, I would tell you one of the most touching uh, parts of the evening for me was there is a guy who's a member of that group who can't come to the meeting and probably won't come to the meeting for another oh. decade. Oh, yeah. Because he's in prison. Oh. Uh, but he's notified each week of what the sharing topic will be. And so he, and he writes his share and mails it. And so a guy read this man's uh, share around the topic last night of defeat. Um, and it, it was phenomenal. Gripping. 
He is a member of the group, and he he's in prison, but he knows he's got brothers. Yeah. Well, how does that that feels like the part of Matthew twenty five that wasn't there, but that Jesus implied? I was in prison, and yeah. and you gave me a meeting to go to. You gave me a community to belong to. Absolutely, that, that's amazing. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I I love that. Tom, you're you're saying you enjoyed seeing that this was just a meeting. Format was rolling. In this amount of time you've done this, Don, have you ever been tempted to uh, figure out and tweak, figure out a better way? And I know <laughs> yeah. you have. Come on. Oh, absolutely. But I got several guys that will put me in my place if I do. They like to follow that format and, and stay uh, stay true to that. And I think, yeah. just talking about last night, I think, you know, the book has resonated with so many men. And then to put a face with Nate being there and the guy that wrote it was really inspirational for the guys. You could tell the uh, energy and excitement to to this guy's a real guy who wrote this book. And here he is with us. And he's just like you and I. And I think that was a very powerful piece for Nate to be there. And I, I think um, uh, that being able to come, Nate, is speaks highly of, of your heart for the ministry. Mm. Thanks, Don. Very cool. Now, Tom, how long have you been uh, in involved or in meetings? How did this even start for you? Oh, yeah. Well, Nate and I have been friends for a long time. Our kids were friends. Um, in fact, when uh, when the book first came out, uh, uh, Nate, I don't even know if you remember this, but. Uh, we were over at the Irish pub and Nate handed me a copy and said, I think you'd, you'd appreciate this. And, uh, his words were prophetic, but my response was pathetic (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, I kind of, uh, I kind of perused the book, uh, got a, got a feel for what it was about and immediately dismissed it as, um, that's not for me. Uh, I, I don't need that. Uh, and proceeded to live in denial for several more years. Um, but uh, my stuff hit the fan, and I, I reached uh, rock bottom and, and was given, as Nate likes to say, the, the gift of desperation. Uh, and at that point... I, I spoke to a friend and and said, is, is Samson Society still meeting? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, <clears throat> when or where? Not that I'm interested, but. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> and, uh, and he said, yeah, Monday night, 7 o'clock, you know where? And I said, I do. Okay. And I, uh, and I went and uh, I had the opportunity that, I had been yearning for really for many, many years to um, come out of the darkness and into the light and, and share my stuff, um, verbalize it in front of other people. And it made all the difference in the world. Hmm. What was that first time like since you had uh, had your first response of this isn't for me and then you thought, okay, this is for me, but you still hadn't said it out loud. That must have been super terrifying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, that's the gift of desperation, really. It is a gift and, right. and that's a, 
a point that I was almost, I was so primed for it that it wasn't as terrifying as, as I would have thought. In fact, at all, it wasn't at all. The, the men in the room, um, you could read their faces and they were, they were knowing, knowing looks, understanding, uh, appreciating. Um, I, I was not terrified. And uh, I, it was a welcome by that time. <laughs> by that time, it was a welcome opportunity. And I was, uh, the meeting after the meeting is really important. And the meeting after that meeting uh, just solidified my gut reaction. And that is, this is a safe place. These are good men and I belong here. Very cool. And how long ago did you say that was? Uh, Nate, I don't know, six, uh, seven months ago. Yeah. Pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we will uh, continue this conversation on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Welcome back to the Pirate Monk Podcast. We're excited to talk about some interesting upcoming things. Nate's been hinting at it for a while, but today he's coming clean. Nate, explain the Samson House. Oh, Samson House. Well, it, it uh, remains to be seen. Well, we have, a, we have a, a long-term dream for Samson House that we can talk about another time. Uh, but Sam, uh, Samson House as an organization was formed Yay, what, three weeks ago, Tom? Oh, at, at least ago? maybe, yeah, maybe even three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, because those of you who are diehard uh, Samsonites, you've been around for a while, you know that Samson is not a corporate entity and can make no contracts with congregations, denominations, causes, or campaigns, regardless of their merit. Uh, but we needed some kind of a corporate entity to provide support for Samson and to fuel uh, uh, some of the change, really, that needs to be made to do some of the equipping that our guys need. So Samson House was formed as a nonprofit organization. Uh, Tom came on as the CEO, and he is uh, an experienced executive and a great uh, uh, organizer, great uh, detail guy, just a wonderful ambassador, uh, and it helps to uh, compensate for my lack of executive ability. We also got uh, some other great guys on the board. Mondo, our good friend Mondo is on the board of Samson House. And so is uh, Keith Melton and a guy named Dave Steiny. So um, one of the first, let's do it this way. Let me tell you this. Um, recovery is a journey. Is it not? Of course it is. Mm. Every journey, every journey requires luggage. Did you know um, that the suitcase was invented by a Christian? 
and, <laughs> and, and more recently than you might think. Actually, it was in 1910 that a very devout Christian, a guy so devout that he named his son King David. Uh, <laughs> like the word king was... That's his name. His name was King David. The guy was Jesse Schwader and his son, who took over for him in the business after Jesse died, was King David Schwader. Well, in 1910, Jesse Schwader formed the Schwader Trunk Company in Denver, Colorado, and began uh, manufacturing a flat, small trunk with one handle, something that one person could carry. He called it a suitcase. It was a new innovation. Now, those first suitcases uh, looked like trunks had always looked, but in 1939, Jesse Schwader introduced the modern suitcase, and he named it after the strongest man in the Bible. He called it Samsonite. Samsonite. <laughs> right. okay. <laughs> 50 years later, 50 years later, a Northwest pilot named Bob Plath got tired of lugging his suitcase through airport terminals. So in his home workshop, he added two wheels and a collapsible handle. No. Well, the stewardesses loved Bob's rollerboard, but his fellow pilots refused to be seen with it. Um, they said that a real man carries his own luggage. Uh, nowadays, of course, everybody agrees that a suitcase is better with wheels. Well, with Samson House, we're doing something that has never been done before. Seriously, we're putting wheels on recovery. We are going to make this portable in a way it's never been portable before. Uh, by November of this year, maybe December, right now, there are 14 Christian programmers in India working full time on creating the new Samson website and the Silas app. On this website, uh, and, and I'll tell you why this is crucially important. We had 10,000 guys come and sign up on the Samson Society website. Most of those guys never found a meeting. Some of them started a meeting and the meeting didn't go. Um, our first job is go back and get those guys. With the new website, those guys will be able to, we can invite those guys to a virtual meeting. Uh, that has amazingly very much the same feel. It's not, it's not as good. It's not the same as being physically in a room with other guys, but I'll tell you with new technology, it is awfully close. So you can sit in a room with 40 guys. We can do the standard meeting format. You can do introductions. And then with a push of a button, the host can send everybody to breakout rooms where you can get honest and share. And then we can come back for a close. We can't go to a meeting after the meeting together. I'm not quite sure how we work that out. But And then here's the thing. Once you've been to a meeting, we'll also have some new admin tools for uh, physical meetings that'll help you connect your guys, communicate with your guys between meetings. We'll facilitate all of that. So, Anybody for example, been, for yeah. people that are watching this right now. Yeah. I'm recording this in the quad split screen. Right, right. So if you joined a meeting with 20 other people there, right. there would be like 20 little pictures, or right. it might just be the main person facilitating it. And then when you break into a group, it looks like what you're seeing on the screen. So when you're bringing up the topic, there right. might be four to six people that can be set. 
Right. So like right now we are, uh, this is, sorry, my son is coming in. You may as well come say hi now, Elijah. Um, you're looking at them. Wave. Hello. There you go. Uh, take the base on the right, dude. One on the right. One on the right. Sorry. It's worship camp where kids learn to play music and Elijah's nice. being, being a bass player today. Wow. Uh, so this is what you would be seeing. You would be seeing yeah. us and you would be yeah. having that discussion. And so it is very like, I'm seeing everybody here. We're having this conversation, yeah. not necessarily as good as being in the same room, but not that far off. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Continue. Now, now once you, once you have been to a meeting, uh, you can go out, you'll, you'll be able to go to the, uh, the, the app store, the Apple app store, or the play store, whatever you can download. You'll be able to dial download the Silas app. With that app, you will be able to contact anybody you've been in a meeting with. With a push of a button, you can ask a guy to be your Silas. Uh, once you have a Silas, uh, the app will keep track for you in game fashion of how many consecutive days you've actually called your Silas, what your record is for consecutive calls, what your current string is. Um, if once you are a Silas, uh, guys can ask you through the app to be a Silas. Once you're a Silas, it will give you stats, daily stats, tracker stats on the guys you're a Silas to, who called today, who missed a call, how long it's been since a guy called, if a guy has asked for a call back. Um, and there'll be helpful, uh, there'll be a helpful checklist on the app to help you go through that classic four point phone call. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I doing? What am I thinking of doing? Um, so all of which, all of that's great if I want to jump in, Yeah. but if I'm just checking it out, is there a first level where I'm keeping that anonymity and that I'm not on some list where all of a sudden people are, they, they can contact me with the push of a button and things like that. Sure. Actually, you're not going to be able to attend that first meeting right away off the website. You're going to have to first go to a newcomer meeting. And in that newcomer meeting, you can you can attend anonymously. Uh, you don't have to give a name. Uh, all that you'll need to get to that meeting is a is a link. And to get that link, you'll give us an email address. But after that meeting, if you decide that you want, if this is for you and you'll join, then you'll become a part of the group and you'll be entered into the master database. If it's not for you, your your information is purged within three days, and nobody knows you were ever there. Okay. So you opt in on the front end or opt out. And mm-hmm. Don, there's always guys who come, look around, it's a little scary or it's not for them, and uh, they opt out, right? Guys opt out all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes they're just not ready for that kind of community, that kind of uh, transparency. Right. Whatever. That's fine. And uh, what I see very often is those guys will orbit back in a couple of years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They remember, it registers, there was a place. Yeah. Um, we now, we Ken, call those the Mocha members. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that reject you first, but they'll be back. <laughs> Dr. Mocha. Dr. Now, Mocha <laughs> member. Now, I'll tell you why this is I'll tell you why this is great news. If there's one thing I learned in recovery is that uh, you know, first of all, I do have to do my own work. I've got to engage in self-examination. I've got to begin to develop some daily disciplines. But if recovery becomes inward focused and it's all about me and it's navel gazing and it's fixing me, uh, I'm going to plateau fairly early. 
the way to take my recovery to the next level and the way to stay sober is to begin to offer myself as a silence to others and to, be, and to, to, to develop uh, concern about other people so that I'm not always drowning in self-concern. Um, it helps me to help other people. So what we're giving our members, and this is where our, you know, our veteran members, our existing members are going to be key. We're giving you a real gift. Oh, oh, oh there's, another, there's another feature of the app. Here's the, how, how about this feature? Oh, uh, um, you can, as a member, set aside an hour a day or an hour a week where you're just going to make yourself available to somebody who needs to talk to someone. You can sign in then as what we're going to call an APM, an available pirate monk. You just click in and say, okay, I'm available for however long you want to be available. Just like you're an Uber driver and you're ready to take fares. Then anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world where a guy is deep in the weeds and he needs to talk and it's a first step out into, to, and, and maybe it's safer just to talk to a stranger, but he's got to say this to somebody. At the bottom of that screen is a button that says, call an available pirate monk. When he pushes that button, up will come a list of the guys who've made themselves available. And we'll even let you put some keywords in there, kind of the topics that you're most comfortable talking about. Uh, and it'll show your location, at least the city you're close to. You can scroll through, pick a guy, and if it's you, your phone rings, and you get the gift of helping another guy. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> so that, they're going to be. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that that's one of the best best parts of this whole thing. Yeah. So you're going to be able. Here are going to be ways that you can serve. You can help to staff a newcomer meeting. That's going to be crucially important. You can uh, host a virtual meeting. And we're going to have hosts. We're going to have to have somebody who's kind of behind the scenes and just a little bit of training and orientation for how to run the technology and push the buttons to keep the meeting going. Uh, and we'll have all kinds of administrative tools that you can use. Um, or uh, you can be a Silas. Or uh, you can just sign in to be an available pirate monk. Wow. That is very cool. I... I'm very grateful for all the people who have been involved with thinking through this technology. And yeah. I would actually love to hear from the listeners if they have some clever ideas like the, what about this? Can you give me that? We've, you, you all out there have valuable brains in those noggins and a lot of experience for what you feel you need and desire. So mm -hmm. definitely shoot us some emails. Yes. Um, That'd be yeah, send those, read. by the way, to the Pirate Monk, to Pirate Monk Podcast at gmail.com. Very good. Well, anything else about this uh, Samson house that you want to let us in on, or are you going to keep anything else secret at this point? Well, I will tell you this. Um, this is costing money. It's costing, uh, actually, I have, <laughs> I'm going to go out at the end of this month to visit a Christian organization that is building a web platform. Uh, we, we, we may very well use this platform for some step work. And it gave me perspective on what we're spending. I'm looking at what we're spending and it seems like a ton of money and we prayed about it and we said yes and, uh, and the money's been showing up. We've been meeting the monthly bills. 
we kind of wait every month to see how God's going to do it this time. <laughs> uh, we're looking at an initial investment of $75,000 to develop the website and the app, which seemed to me like a mountain of money until I talked to these guys who've already spent $45 million and are primed to spend 50 million more. Mm. Uh, but uh, actually got through, uh, through, through the guys in Austin, Texas, a little shout out to Mike Hardcastle down in Austin, Texas. We were connected with uh, a Christian organization, Kevin Sandall and his, his uh, partner, Peter, doing business as ministry in India and Malaysia. And they have set up this uh, fantastic company, Global Pueblo. Uh, Kevin spent, uh, came to Middle Tennessee, spent a whole day with us going through it. And he just grasped Samson. He got its DNA. It's like he was the Samson. He was another, he was a brother from the, you know, another brother from the same mother or whatever. He got it. <laughs> I and, do not think that's what you think it means. No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever that is. <laughs> That would be a brother. Okay. But anyways, go on. Yeah. Brother, he got it. <laughs> he got it. And um, so, uh, and a, a team of very sharp programmers with unpronounceable yeah. names uh, have uh, we become friends. They are working hard. It's amazing how they think through all the details. I kind of uh, Tom and I meet at least once a week with them. Uh, in a video conference at the beginning of our day and the end of theirs, uh, my mind begins to go numb about 20 minutes in. Detail. <laughs> uh, Tom manages to stay with it to the end. and we're, But they, uh, yeah, it, it takes a ton of uh, logic. Uh, and these guys are very logical people and highly creative. And Mike Hardcastle and uh, Dan Harris, other guys down in Austin, have been speaking into this. We're uh, we're crowdsourcing this thing. So if you're listening, by the way, uh, what, uh, what I do understand now is building the first iteration of this app and launching the website for the first time is really the beginning of a project. It's not like we put it out there and it's good forever. It's going to have to be continually uh, refined and maintained. Um, as technology changes mm -hmm. and uh, we want to continue to improve it every time it comes out. So if that's your gift set and you're a Samson person, by all means, uh, let us know who you are and where you are. We'll see if yeah. and when you may fit into and, this. And, and Nate, Nate, what? and it costs money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It costs money. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And yeah. we need help. Yeah. So how, if somebody did, and they said, okay, this, this sounds like something I want to be involved with financially, uh, yeah. what, what do they do? Well, of course, we have not set up an easy way for anybody to donate. I mean, they could get on a plane and come to Nashville. <laughs> Just drive a Brinks truck. That, yeah, don't, right. don't, even do, don't do the <laughs> plane. Works. Arrange to meet Tom. <laughs> Uh, I'm working on setting up a PayPal portal. I just started uh, about 45 minutes ago, actually, on the uh, Samson Society website. For now, I'll just put up a, uh, a mailing address. If, if, if anybody uh, would like to uh, make a check out to Samson House, there'll be a, a uh, mailing address they can send it to. Okay, so I, I want to make something clear. I actually have no authority to make any of the next statements I'm going to make. Okay. So you're fully uh, authorized. 
Oh, good. Well, then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> first off, I I think what I'm hearing you say is Sam Society is still Sam Society. It's free oh, for yeah. anybody to do a meeting. It's right. not it's not owned or controlled by any group right. or corporation. So that is not changing. And all of this very big dreaming official sounding stuff is really just how do we create more tools for more people to be able to enter in. Right. And because of the complexity and the scope of it, it needs to have a structure to hold it. So that's yeah. all it is. Uh, and you will not be, uh, receiving at your Samson meetings little envelopes for your weekly giving because no. that would be bad and sad and yes. I would quit and and I I think Nate would quit too. Yes. So uh, so there's that and then there's the other part of the Samson house that I think gives opportunity for for people to be involved. I was just thinking, you know, you said if you have programming skills or all these skills, like write in, say, hey, I'd love to help in some way. But also if you're a creative person and you want to send some Samson art that could be like made into a Samson t-shirt or you're good at making pithy little sayings that could go under a Samson thing, like send all that stuff in. Absolutely. Because that's just, uh, that's good times. And everybody can be involved in that. Even if it's a good stick figure shirt, I'd wear it as long as it's funny. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So everybody's invited to the table. Uh, not not everything will necessarily be used in the way that you might envision it in your head, but we'd love to see it and uh, include as many people as possible. Is that a right thing to say? Yeah, I haven't been at any meeting. I haven't been invited to any meetings yet, so I might be off base. <laughs> Yeah, just, so, so far, Nate went to a shame place. So I I'm, did. I'm fine. I'm, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I live in California. I've been trying to get to the movie. I, I, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. I know how you're wired. That was my fault. I apologize. <laughs> hey, when we come back, I want to talk about some, some events that are coming up. Can we do that? I would love to do that. Right. So we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you some uh, places and times and opportunities where you can meet the mythical figure named Nate Larkin and shake his hand and kiss his ring. So we'll be right back on the Pirate <laughs> Monk Podcast. There are so many fabulous faraway places to see such as Mexico, Sweden, Hawaii, Japan, and Capri. There's so many exciting and wonderful places, mountains and jungles and desert oasis. Pleasant as home is, it isn't what Rome is, so why stay there? When there are so many fabulous faraway places to see. Why should Spain and Tahiti and Rio just be only names to you and me? I feel certain there's people we'd be glad to know there, so tell me why. Well, welcome back to the Pirate Monk Podcast. We have the great privilege to hear from Nate Larkin again. Tell us, Nate, what's shaking? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, a, a sometime in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have, uh, I haven't scheduled this yet, but we're going to have as a guest, uh, the director of a great new film that uh, is playing 
It's first time out. It's a one night showing nationwide. It'll be more than 700 theaters. I think they're getting close to a thousand theaters now. It's uh, it'll sh it'll be a seven o'clock showing on Thursday night, September 14th. And uh, in my mind, this is first of all, Christian films are notoriously terrible. I mean, I hate. I've heard them compared uh, to pornography in that they are poorly acted, <laughs> poorly lit, with a predictable ending. <laughs> I have never heard that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And just in case you feel Nate's being mean to Christian movies, um, that is a full invitation to please prove him wrong. Just <laughs> please. Just make a great movie. Because yeah. I, I think Christian filmmakers, I think you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And right now we're only showing the Holy Spirit's just coming into this technology called filmmaking. And it's been around for the secular world for a long time. So anyway, back to you, Nate. Thank you for that, Aaron. And I repent of my, uh, I, I, I don't know. Christian books are no better. Let's put it that way. I speaking as an author. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way of asking for forgiveness of harshness, you've spread it wider. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, at any rate, okay, this movie is it's good. It's good. It's great filmmaking. It's very creative. Cinematography is fantastic. Yeah. The score is incredible. They actually tell the story of the prodigal son, kind of conflated with the lost sheep, uh, with no dialogue and uh, with uh, no bathrobes or turbans, uh, the, the stuff that ordinarily populates Christian movies, so uh, uh, biblical movies. So it's it's it, that is fantastic. But here's the thing: this this movie talks about specifically about addiction and specifically about sex addiction. If uh, if you want to find a way to kind of open the conversation, this is going to make the conversation so much easier. A great icebreaker of a film, and for those who are in it, it's a great shame reduction experience. It gives you. Uh, a perspective, a spiritual perspective on the fight you're in. Uh, phenomenal film. Uh, this is a mission-driven film. These guys have nurtured and nursed this movie along for years. They've bootstrapped it. It's unbelievable to me what they've done on a very small budget. It's been done uh, by dedication and wow. sacrifice. I would not have guessed that was a small budget movie. And I, I definitely want to echo what Nate's saying. The cinematography is, is really just beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful artistic uh, piece of work. And I think the fact that it isn't filled with dialogue, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, Oh brother, I've been, I've been masturbating today and I feel shame. It's like, Oh, <laughs> that's just awkward. Like to be able <laughs> To be able to create this whole feeling that draws yeah. you into the Father's love, really, really worth checking out. When we have Jason on the show, I want you to ask him how much he spent on location in Hawaii and prepare to be stunned. Okay. okay so anyway, now here's the amazing thing. This, this film is going to be seen by about 100,000 people that night. Uh, and uh, every movie has previews. There's uh, some little, you know, ads and stuff in the pre-roll. In the pre-roll is a 30-second promo for the Samson Society. 
that was shot last week, didn't we, Tom? I think last week. Yep. Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we were given the opportunity uh, one day. The next day, a filmmaker showed up. I mean, just <laughs> freaking out of the blue. And uh, uh, three days later, we were shooting. So uh, it's a it's a very fast thirty seconds, but you'll see that preview for the Samson Society, and a shot of the new logo, the new updated logo, the pirate monk in color, which Tom still doesn't like. We, we, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's September fourteenth. Um, go to the to the website. The website, if you can find out whether it's playing near you. I looked, by the way, Don. Uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, and there is one theater here in Madison that's showing the film. Right, that's my old code. Okay. And you can uh, you can purchase the tickets online. Go to uh, uh, heartofmanmovie.com, and you can do a, a theater search, find out where the closest theater is that's showing it. And I strongly encourage, it's a great place. If you're in a group, take your group. Uh, if you just want to open the conversation with somebody, Take them to the movie. Or if you're just drowning in shame yourself and you just need a new perspective on where you are, then go buy a solo ticket and go to the freaking movie. September 14th. And, and if you have teenage sons and yes. you think this doesn't relate to you, well, then you have another reason to go and take your teenage sons so that it opens a conversation that you might feel awkward about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's September 14th. Uh, the following month, October 13th, 14th, and 15th, in beautiful Middle Tennessee, an hour south of Nashville at Henry Horton State Park, we will be having the Pirate Monk Recharge Weekend. Uh, so, and Aaron's coming, uh, and other guys from the Pirate Monk Podcast. We're going to twist the arm. We're going to get. We're going to get a few of our local uh, Nashville Samson guys, uh, musician guys, to come down and play. But mostly we're going to hang together. We're going to talk. We're going to learn from guys like Don Waller. Uh, uh, we're going to learn some best practices and encourage each other that way. Also, we're going to, this will be the debut run. It'll be the first look at uh, the virtual meeting and the Silas app. So you'll be beta testing. If you come, you can beta test the app while you're there. If you come, bring your laptop because we're going to send everybody to separate rooms and we're going to simulate virtual meetings. We're going to, you can get training on how to run a virtual meeting. Uh, we're going to bring some guys in. Uh, we're going to talk also about a, for those who want to, an alternate meeting format, uh, kind of new Adam style. And uh, so what, how, how many people can come to this amazing opportunity? It's actually kind of it's actually kind of uh, limited. Uh, I tell you what, if you want to come and bring a tent, if you want to camp out, there's a campground, and uh, I've actually got to make that registration. Uh, beds on site were only limited to seventy five guys. Okay. Local guys from around can drive in. There, <laughs> there is fifteen minutes away. Uh, a city called Pittsburgh. Uh, Lewisburg, yeah, where we're going head-to-head -head with the GOAT Festival. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time they've screwed up my plans. <laughs> so we're the sheep, and they're the GOAT Festival. Let's call oh, ours the oh. Sheep Festival. 
so not not that that was not clear information, but let me see yeah. if I understood it. Yeah. There are 75 spots in the lodge where you yes. will stay and be sent to your room in isolation with your laptop. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All see, already it was confused in my head. I was excited. Yeah. I, I was Actually, triggered. There, there, are, there are 30 rooms, 60 beds on site. Okay. Uh, there's another 15 beds offsite in, hotel, in, in motel rooms. Okay. So and there's set, also a campsite. Okay. So the, the event itself, as many people as come, can come yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if we have to rent a bigger room, we will. And, okay. uh, and there's a restaurant, great restaurant on site, and food is included in the registration. Uh, unless you – okay. So if you show up for the day, you can also have the food if you uh, register yeah, for just uh, the day. If you register for the day, then you can pay at the re- you can buy your own food at the register. Yeah. Okay, and then you can also do the camping. So you have like three different prices: lodge yeah. prices, camping prices, just day prices. Yeah. Uh, which will cover the cost of you being there and being a part of this, uh, being encouraged and beta testing all this new awesome stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So really, there's no reason that everybody can't sign up. That's exactly exactly it. All right. Well, there was one more thing. One there more is, of the three. My third. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In four October, weeks later, November. In November, a little less than four weeks later, November 9th and 10th, in Brentwood, uh, Tennessee, at Brentwood First Baptist Church, also known as Six Flags Over Jesus, huge building. There will be the uh, National Disciple Making Forum. There'll be uh, church leaders not necessarily pastors, but anybody interested in making disciples will be coming to this forum. There'll be well over a thousand people there coming from all over the world. And Samson Society is co-sponsoring, has been asked, and we've agreed to co-sponsor the men's ministry track at the National Disciple Making Forum. We'll be doing that in conjunction with our friends from uh, Radical Mentoring, Reggie Campbell, Kevin Harris, and those guys. So uh, I'll be doing two tracks. Reggie will be doing two tracks. And then there will be a panel with Reggie, Kevin, myself, and Mondo. Uh, if you would like to come to the – and we're only part of the show. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, – going to be great equipping, great uh, – uh, just, just good information and uh, motivation at that event. You can sign up just by going to discipleship.org. And if you put in the secret code, Samson Society, you get a 20% discount. Being friends with Nate will save you money everywhere, (laughs) except MasterCard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so there it is. is. Movie coming out this month, October. Yeah, September 14th. Or September, September movie. October, Samson, Hangout, Encouragement, uh, and then November, Mentoring, Discipling, Training. Right, yeah. And then we also just want to hear from you, get your thoughts and your questions. So in the next episode, we can answer some of those. So you can send those to Podcast at gmail.com. Right? Okay. I always forget. Uh, we, we are out of time. I got to go to a meeting, you guys. All right. Hey, thank you for pulling this together. We scheduled this, I mean, what, 12 hours ago? But yeah. it was great having you guys on. Right. Dr. Mocha, Don, <laughs> nice to meet you both. Thanks for hanging out with us. 
Aaron, I'll Thanks see you in October. I'll get to meet you there in person. Awesome. Yeah. I am looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm bringing my oldest son to that. So oh. that'll, that'll be even better. My 17 and a half year old will be in tow. All right. And he can buy, he can buy with There's great fishing there at the park. And uh, there's also skeet shooting and golf and stuff. So when it's over, if you want to hang for a few more hours, there's stuff to do. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Nate. I'm Aaron. I'm and, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Don. That's right. We are your pals this week on the Pirate Monk Podcast.